It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. I am so excited about today's episode because it has been brewing within me for the last few weeks. I have kept thinking, you need to talk about lightworkers. You need to talk about what a lightworker is. And then I would think, that's not what I need to be doing right now. I just did an episode on spirituality. I need to do another one on codependency. And then the messages just kept being like, lightworker, lightworker, lightworker. And so, of course, I had to answer the call, and now you're hearing about lightworkers today. So if you have never heard the term lightworker, by the end of today, or, you know, whenever you finish listening to this episode, you will know what a lightworker is. And you will be able to tell if maybe you are one, because you could be a lightworker and not yet know it, which is a really common thing, because it's not like you're born knowing, um, especially if you've never heard the word before. So let's start with what are the signs that you are a light worker? And I have six of them and I'm going to put them in the show notes. Um, and so if you are interested in these six things that could be signs that you are a light worker, you will be able to access them there. And so you don't need to like panic about writing notes or anything. Okay, so the first one is a sense that they have a purpose. A light worker often feels like they're supposed to be doing something with their life, but they may not know what it is. And this feeling of having a purpose can get mixed up with what their career or job should be. Oftentimes in a westernized society, um, purpose is equated with job or career or education. And a light worker who feels a calling could feel like because you know if they happen to be a west in a western culture could feel like oh that calling is a career and so there can be a lot of confusion there because light workers callings are not necessarily related to their career it could be totally different and so that can get confusing for them plus light workers it's very common for a light worker to not be drawn to a conventional job or career. Maybe they want to do something that's um, to their the beat of their own drum. And you'll learn more about that as I talk today. So the first one is a sense that they have a purpose. The second one is they have the ability to feel energy. Um, and this one, I mean, I could talk about this one for a really long time, but usually some sort of awakening process happens and the light worker starts to be able to sense things in their body or know things, um, things that they didn't know before, sensations they didn't have before, skills they did not have before with energy, and this increases. And if they don't know what's happening, it can be really intimidating or scary. 
Um, and because, I mean, you guys know I talk about empaths a lot, because empaths also feel energy, it's totally common to be an empath and be a light worker for, for both of those to exist in the same person. Okay, the third sign that you might be a light worker is that you have periods in your life of deep interpersonal self-discovery. And it might feel like you're falling apart inside, or it could feel like your life is falling apart. And um, this sense of unmaking yourself, of shedding, of things in your life seeming very, very chaotic is actually part of the awakening in the ascension process, which I will also talk about more lately. But so the third one is having periods of deep interpersonal self-discovery. The fourth one is having a challenging family history. Um, this could include feeling unsafe, feeling like the family was toxic, it was passive aggressive, it was emotionally scarring in some way, even if there was no physical or sexual abuse. It's just really common for there to be just a really complex family history. Um, but if that's not the case for you, it's not like having a challenging family history is, you know, the most important requirement for being a light worker. I mean, you don't have to tick all six of these boxes um, to be a light worker. I, I want you to know that. Okay, so the fifth one is that they feel hopeful about the future and the world. This does not mean that a light worker feels hopeful like every second of every day because there are challenges that they go through and things that they need to deal with within themselves. I mean, if you've heard the other things that I've just said, they have deep periods of interpersonal self-discovery, which often feel like chaos, and there's challenging childhood histories to overcome, and so that's not always fun. So even though they're experiencing things that they need to work through and shed and heal, they can feel overwhelmed and have those deep periods of doubt and confusion. But then once their healing has occurred, it swings back to hope and it swings back to belief in the world and that things are possible and that goodness is available in the world. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Some light workers, even within their stages of struggle, are able to stay focused on hope. Um, but usually that's at, that's in later stages of, um, of their, uh, what's the word I'm trying to find? Of their remaking, I guess, is a good phrase to use. Um, another element, the last element, the sixth one of signs that you are a light worker is that being authentic is central. Being true to yourself is the most important. And being around other people who are authentic is also very important. And so being around or being involved with people or things or organizations that are inauthentic is um, basically intolerable. And there's a desire to, to remove yourself from it to protect your own energy. Okay, I'm gonna grab a sip of water.
But fun fact, I also made myself hot cocoa. And so I've got hot cocoa to have as well because today is a little chilly and today has been rainy, which is no surprise because I live in Vancouver, Washington, which is part of the Pacific Northwest if you're not local to here. And so of course, raining is not abnormal. Rain is the thing that we are known for. Um, and so I was like, I want a little warm beverage. So I'm going to make myself some hot cocoa while I record this podcast because that's more fun. Let's talk about the next piece of what all this light worker stuff. Let's talk about what is a light worker. I've told you like the signs that you might be one, but let's talk about what one actually is. So essentially we're going to talk about some soul stuff. A light worker is a soul that wants to raise the energy vibration of the planet for all beings on it and for the universe. That is the general description of a light worker. And this light worker soul decided before before coming to earth in a human body and like before any of that happened, well the little soul was up wherever souls hang out before they're born. That soul chose to be a light worker and to do the work of healing on earth. And then when it came to earth, it needed to have whatever experiences that soul needed to have so that it could learn what it needed to learn to be able to do the work that it needed to do. And again, the work of the soul of a light worker is not necessarily a job or a career because the work of a light worker could be energy healing that they do on the side. It could be um, deeply learning about how the feminine in the world has been deeply wounded and needs to be healed. And so they do things to help heal the feminine energy in the world. Um, it could be that they are supposed to spread joy and happiness simply by their energy. And so it doesn't really matter if they make money or if they have a job or what their job is, as long as the way that they move and interact in the world is spreading the energy of joy and happiness to help increase other people's vibrations. Because when everyone's vibration is higher and more clear and more healthy, the vibration of the earth is more healthy and clear. And then, um, you know, dark, icky, low vibration things aren't around. They're healed, they're shed. And so there's a lot of different ways that a light worker can be a light worker. It is not always a job that you get paid for. So part of what a light worker does over their discovery time of being a light worker is continuously deepening their skills, um, which is usually in energy, some sort of energy stuff. And there is a lot of learning how to listen to the universe and connect to the universe and use whatever word for universe feels right to you. And then being able to follow through on the communication and messages from the universe. And that, you know, like I said, often involves learning energy healing modalities or the taking specific actions in the world, connecting to the divine, 
Um, and just maybe discovering new um, spiritual gifts and woo-woo stuff that you need to learn as tools to use in your light work so that you can raise the vibration of the earth. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, now I was looking at my notes for a second and I was like, hmm, which things do I wanna say next? So now I wanna talk a little bit about the process that a person might go through when they are awakening into being a light worker. Because sometimes you really have a lot of, of the traits of a light worker as a child and are very spiritually gifted and things are important to you as a child that are important to light workers as adults and it never wavers it never gets knocked out of you um, it's always there and and you never kind of secede to the ways of the world but more commonly um, as someone grows up and kind of leaves young childhood into middle childhood they'll get distracted by expectations by trying to fit in because light workers often don't fit the mold. And so they'll try to fit in, they'll try and cram themselves in to the shoehorn. I don't even know if that phrase means anything, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. And so oftentimes light workers have to undo the box that they tried to fit themselves into if they don't happen to be that special child that just never unlearned it. And so these are the stages that a person might go through um, when they're discovering they're a light worker. And I have been through, I would say, all of these. But again, know that these are stages I just made up today to describe the process. And they're not the be all end all of everything. And it doesn't even mean that they're ultimately the truth. It's just my interpretation of the process. And there could be you know, other stages that I've not even encountered yet. And so I don't know they exist and maybe you do. Okay, time for Coco. So I'm calling stage one of uh, discovering you're a light worker. WTF is happening, life implosion. This is really what the first stage of becoming a light worker feels like. It is shedding what everyone told you you were supposed to be and realizing that that doesn't really feel like you. There's a lot of um, junk coming up from childhood that is you're suddenly thinking about it more frequently and you might feel more anxiety, you might feel more depression, you might feel like you're losing your mind. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to slog through. And so there is a process of healing whatever happened in childhood and potentially healing whatever happened in your adulthood because of the childhood patterns that were put into you. Um, there's usually, I don't know what's happening in my throat. Blah. There's usually kind of this moment or a period of time where you will magically discover some version of a healing process that you are really deeply drawn to and feel really connected with. 
and it will have come to you in this serendipitous way that feels like um, a perfect trail of intuition led you to it, and it was like dropped in front of you, and there was no way that you could have not found this. And this healing modality, or this, you know, this person who's a guru, or this book that you read, like whatever it is, it helps you in so many ways and you really revere it and some people become that irritating person who says have you ever tried or read or done blah 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 whatever the thing is and it is the best and it has changed my life and you all need to go do it because it will change your life because it has helped you adjust and heal the things in you that were in pain. It helped um, It helped heal the childhood wounds. It helped you feel like you weren't a loser or worthless or that you are actually lovable. It helped you discover that you were able to shed what everyone told you you were supposed to be and you still had value. Now, maybe you don't make it through all of that, you know, in stage one, but you make it through enough of it that you can tell there's some sort of shift happening. And so there's an interpersonal kind of chaos happening and your life, your external life could feel like chaos. There could be um, a job loss. There could be um, uh, your partner leaving you. There could be um, your kid is diagnosed with something that's really um, challenging to handle. There could be um, some huge bill that you're slapped with from out of nowhere. There could just be a lot of chaos that happens in this time, and it definitely does not feel positive. This time period feels like, what the fuck is happening? Life implosion, and that is why I called it that. But then there's also, again, that other half of it where you are beginning to find a way to heal yourself and it is deeply enriching. <coughs> Excuse me. So for me, part of this moment in my life was, of course, um, going to therapy and discovering that I was codependent and all of the pieces that were happening that caused me to discover that I was codependent. And so that was kind of like my chaos that was happening and my trying to figure myself out. But at the same time, um, you know, around about the same few years or like overlapped exactly over that same time, I was learning about what energy was through watching the movie The Secret for the first time. It was my first introduction to really what energy was. And then I was learning about tarot and I was learning about chakras and I was learning about Reiki and got certified um, in Reiki on level one and level two because I really wanted to understand that more. And so even though there was chaos happening, I was also really deepening into myself and there was a lot of overlap of all of that. And it's not just been my experience. This is the experience that I have observed with many people. Um, and of course, this is the stage that a lot of people are in when they come and work with me, which is why I often target, you know, the, the products that I have to kind of this stage and the way that I help people because they, they want to get out of this stage. They want the help to no longer be here. And I want to help you no longer be here. 
So I want to help create things so that you can move through this in a way that you can look at your childhood and understand yourself better, that you can shed what you were told you were supposed to be and leave that behind. And so that you can um, engage with a healing modality that works for you. And so the product that I have right now, in addition to my coaching and my group coaching program, the People Pleaser Recovery Roadmap, I have the Codependence Holiday Planner right now out so that you can work on being less codependent for the holidays. The ways that you're interacting with people are less codependent and you're thinking through the interactions that tend to happen with people around the holidays and filtering them through the knowledge that I've given you guys through this podcast about codependency. And then, you know, I put that knowledge specifically through the lens of a holiday season in the Codependence Holiday Planner so that you can see the holidays through the lens of codependency and then what can you adjust so that you are really taking care of yourself rather than people pleasing others and that you are creating the kind of holiday that makes you feel wholesome inside. Um, And so you can get that um, through the link in the show notes And also, if you're on Instagram, you can get the link in my bio. And it's affordable and accessible to everyone. It's just $25. And it's a really great product that can help you move through your stuff faster because it's a practical application to something that's happening in real life right now. So if you're in the US, that's Thanksgiving in just like a week and a day and then Christmas later on in December or any other holiday that you have happening that you guys celebrate and honor in your life. And so that's why a lot of what I do is targeted at this stage because this stage is when people tend to come to me um, and they don't even know they're light workers yet, but oftentimes um, later on I can see that they're going to end up becoming a light worker. Well, they already were. It's just I can see the signs that it's going to be revealed to them. Like they're going to understand that they have a bigger purpose once they're able to work through all of these blocks. Okay, so stage one of discovering you're a light worker is what the fuck is happening? Life implosion. Stage two of becoming a light worker is discover truth. Now during this phase, um, a person realizes one or more of these following things. You might just realize one of them. You might realize all three. You might realize more than that. Um, So there's a realization that you were following someone else's script for your life and you really don't want that script anymore. And you don't necessarily have to know what you want instead of that, but you're just realizing that like, I don't want that anymore. And there's this feeling of truth within that. And there's a feeling of standing strong. There's not really victimness in that. And there's not like begging for approval in that. It's realizing I don't want this anymore. And I'm fine. Even if the world stands against me telling me that I'm wrong, I believe in my inner truth that I don't want that anymore and I'm no longer following that script. And if you have a problem with that, then maybe you don't want to be around me anymore and that's your choice. And it has that kind of assurance behind it. Um, and it's it's really awesome. 
So you could realize I'm not doing your script anymore. I'm doing me. The second thing that you could discover is that your family was way more effed up than you ever thought. Now you could have thought your family was fine and then you're like, oh shit, this actually isn't okay. The, the things that happened weren't fine. Uh, I was never hit, so I thought it was all good. We seemed happy, but now when I look at it, there's all these things underneath that aren't okay. I didn't realize that. Or it could be a version of, you know, you did know there were problems, but you didn't realize it was this bad, you know? So you can, in general, discover that there was maybe more going on with your family um, than you realized and how psychologically damaging it was and that you have to kind of untangle it at a new level that you hadn't realized. Um, the third thing that you may realize is that you have real and actual talents and proficiencies with energy work and healing. You have a natural aptitude in some area. Maybe that's with a version of energy healing. Maybe it's with crystals. Maybe it is with mixing um, medicines with your hands found in nature and things that you grow yourself, making tinctures or oils. Um, maybe you discover that you are very good at distance energy healing or at theta healing or um, at healing with singing and sound bowls in some way. And there's something that you're realizing like, oh my gosh, I'm actually good at this. And so in this discovering truth phase, you're realizing that your family wasn't as wonderful or as healthy as you thought they were. You're potentially realizing that you've been following someone else's script and I don't wanna do that anymore. And you're potentially realizing that, oh my gosh, I'm actually really good at this. Now. That in itself, that third one, can be really profound because you it sometimes happens with light workers where they haven't really ever felt that like they were ever good at anything. And when they discover this energy thing um, that they are good at, it like brings up their self-esteem a lot because it finally connects to their purpose in some way. And it's like they finally come home. And sometimes light workers never felt at home with themselves or in their body or in their family. And so sometimes this discovery of the talent within the energy work is super affirming that they have value and worth. Okay, so a couple stories about me. And I'm not even done with the discover truth section yet of stage two of becoming a light worker. For me, um, the following somebody else's script, I didn't specifically feel like it in that way. And this is related to my career. I had become unemployed and as a social worker <coughs> and could not find the social worker job that I wanted. I knew what I wanted. I didn't want to be micromanaged. I wanted to work with the population that I enjoyed and I wanted to earn the salary that I felt I was worth. And I couldn't find a job that had all three of those. And I was like, I've been doing this work too long to go in reverse because somehow I had managed to have jobs where for more than half of my career, I hadn't been micromanaged. 
And I just didn't think that I could go back to being micromanaged. I was like, please, I've been doing this long enough that why don't you not worry about me if I'm getting all my things done? This is absurd. So that's when I decided to start my own therapy practice, which was never something that I was going to do. That was never something I wanted. Um, other friends in the field had asked me if I would like to join them in starting a private practice. And I had always turned them down saying, I don't want to have my own private practice as a therapist. And then I went and did it, which was a real pivot for me. Um, and so I wasn't going to follow the script kind of that I had set for myself. Um, I mean, I know it's a very classic world script, but it did actually work for me. So I was telling myself, I don't have to follow my own script anymore. Um, I'm going to deviate from what I thought I was going to do and I'm going to invent it differently. Um, and you know, it's not a surprising path to become a therapist in private practice, but it was very surprising for me to do it because I thought I was going to work in agencies for like ever. And then for me, um, my discovery of talents and proficiencies with energy work, I've already mentioned, you know, like Reiki and tarot and a lot of other things, but I also really got into a form of energy healing called the emotion code and feel really attached to that one, um, which is energetically removing the vibration of a stuck emotion in the body, which helps the energy to flow better in your body and so you don't have blocks. And you guys know how much I love helping people move through their emotions because I feel like when you move through your emotions, you don't have blocks anymore and you can go do the work that you're supposed to do in the world and make the world a better place. So let's just help everyone heal up so that everyone can go do their work in the world and make the world more amazing. I'm just gonna try and help all of y'all along. Okay, more cocoa, more cocoa is happening. Um, okay, continuation of the discover truth phase. What will happen is that your preferences will change. What do I mean by that? Your preferences for what kind of people you wanna spend time with, your pastimes, what kind of things you ingest in your body, be that food or supplements or um, alcohol or any sort of drugs, any um, what you learn, what you watch, what you read, what you listen to, your overall interests, all of that changes. Now, it doesn't necessarily all change at the same time. Usually, it's just a few things that tweak here and there. Um, but it changes and it continues to change, which I'll get to in a minute. So what, what's really happening is that you no longer want anything that is drama and you no longer want anything that is low vibe and you are drawn to authenticity, to love, to light. And part of phase two is acclimating to all of these changes because it could mean that you feel less interested in certain friendships that you've had for a really long time. And you're like discovering that, wow, that person's kind of a drama magnet. That's a lot of boring blah work. I don't really want to spend time 
with that kind of emotion all the time because that's the emotion this person has around them all the time. And I used to be with them in that emotion, but I'm not there anymore because I've raised my vibration. And so I don't want to spend as much time with them. And that can be a serious adjustment. And if you're going through that, I have a couple podcasts that I did on, or a couple episodes I did on changing friends sometime earlier this year. I don't remember which episodes they were. Sorry, guys. But it was a good couple episodes on like why friends change and then another one on like how to handle it. And so that's a thing that's happening is that you're changing what you want to do. You're changing what you want to read, what you want to listen to. And so when what you've been doing for a while is no longer interesting, sometimes it can be a challenge to figure out, well, what am I going to do instead? And I know this very well and very personally because I've been through this several times and I'm actually in it right now. Um, You guys know that I've been sick and I did a little post about this on Instagram, but I haven't shared it here on the podcast. I believe that when I was sick this last month, I was going through an ascension, which is where your vibration upgrades. And so for me, I just... Um, what I'm interested in watching and on TV has changed and what I'm interested in eating has changed. And so adjusting my food has been interesting. And I am a person who really likes binging television. And now most television seems trite and boring to me, which used to not be the case. And so attempting to find other pastimes um, or attempting to find things to watch, because I do like me a good TV program, um, instead has been, you know, like an adjustment. And I know those might seem like really simple things, and they kind of are, but I've definitely had other vibrational changes where other things changed that were way more awful. Like I've definitely changed friendships and didn't know how to end the friendship at all. But I was like, I have to get out of this friendship. This person has done nothing wrong. I don't know what's happening. And I did it very badly because I literally didn't understand vibration enough to know that my vibration had changed. (laughs) Excuse me. And we just didn't fit anymore. It was like, I didn't even know what was happening, but it happened. So another thing that happens in this discover truth phase is that you're deepening your spiritual skills. You're practicing them regularly. You might be getting together with other groups of people that are doing the same kind of energy healing work that you are, or having the same kind of learning experiences that you are. Um, You're practicing them regularly at home. Maybe you're doing rituals. Maybe you're finding friends that want to receive your healing for free so that you can practice it if someday you plan on, you know, like charging for it so that you can get your skills up. And there's just all sorts of different ways that a person would practice their skills and deepen them. And you may just be in this phase of, you know, like fire hosing spirituality and learning all of these different things and discovering what you can do. So the discover truth phase is really about discovering more about yourself, 
discovering what you are capable of in your spiritual skills and discovering who the new you is when you have shed the lower vibe versions of yourself. And words, they're losing. I'm not finding them. Okay. I said earlier that I would talk about what an awakening was or (coughs) what an ascension was. And stages one and two kind of combined together are an awakening. An awakening is part of, you know, ascending and you ascend and you increase your vibration. And so all these changes that I'm talking about are what an ascension is. It is a chipping away at the unnecessary parts of yourself so that the more light divine version of you can shine through so that the more refined version of you can shine through so that you can do more of the light work that you're meant to be doing in the world. And the things that you may think are important are not important for this work. And so those may need to fall away and that can be incredibly painful. And that's why the awakening process can be so painful and exhausting. I mean, there can be a lot of sleep that happens where people just need to rest a lot because um, changing the vibration of your energy is a cellular process because your cells, you know, all the way down to an atomic level are vibrating at a certain way and that vibration is changing and so your cells are changing and you need to integrate that and it's happening in your um in your chakras things are adjusting like i don't even understand all the ways that it adjusts but your body may need different kinds of foods to help integrate it it may need more rest you may need more healing work Um, to just kind of make it all happen. You may need to isolate yourself from more people so that you aren't thrown off by their stuff, by their energy. And so that's what an awakening process is like. And this is not something that just happens once. It happens and then you adjust to it and you go do your light work and your regular life and maybe you continue learning um, but then you can go through another awakening and another awakening and there's an infinity number of awakenings that you go through you never reach a certain level and then you've completed your awakening there's always another level of awakening that you can go through it just depends kind of on what your soul wants to do and how much your human mind fights it. Okay, let's talk about stage three, what I made up today as calling the last stage of, um, you know, becoming a light worker. So you've went through your what the fuck is happening stage where the shit hit the fan. You've discovered and deepened your truth. Um, where you're deepening your skills and realizing what you no longer want and probably realizing what you do want. Um, By stage three, you have probably... Okay, sorry. Stage three is called living in purpose. 
And by this point, you have probably heard the word light worker and you have discovered you are a light worker. You could have realized it at any point in any of the phases, just depending on if you've heard the term, who you know, just like a bunch of different factors. You could have figured it out in phase one, you know, if, if that was the circumstances of your life. But by phase three, you probably know you're a light worker. You are also very likely aware of your purpose, but you are also aware that how you express that purpose in the world and in your everyday life can change and shift. And so it's not static and forever. It's this is what I'm doing right now to express my light workerness. And later on, it could adjust because you change and the world changes. More cocoa. And I kind of already said this about ascensions, but in the phase three of living in your purpose, there's continual growth. There's more shedding. There's more ascension that happens. And it can all um, feel hard, but it doesn't have to. Once you've been through the cycle of ascending a time or two, where you're like, oh, more of my icky stuff is coming up, or I'm being challenged to get rid of this part of myself that that isn't working for me anymore, but I don't want to let it go because, damn it, I want to keep it, but I know I shouldn't. That back and forth that we argue with ourselves about, it's so fun. Um, because you know that what the process of releasing it is like, um, and then you know what skills will help you get through it, you know that you're going to cry. You know that you're going to have a fight with somebody or you're going to have a hard conversation maybe. Maybe now you've learned how to make it a challenging conversation with good communication rather than a fight, right? Like, that's better. Um, and But then you also know that there's going to be a relief on the other side of having shed it. And it's almost like this popping feeling of like, oh, there it went. And now there can be this relaxation and you can sink into it and you can receive... Um, goodness and love and light to fill the space that that was to fill the void that was created when that thing left and so you're filling it with goodness immediately and then you can kind of revel in the goodness that you achieved this and you know that it's going to be good for you on the other side of it and so when you know that process or at least that's what the process has been like for me, then when you feel it starting, it's not as intimidating because you know the stages and you know on the other side is hope. You know there's a purpose for it. You know there's a reason for it. You're like, this is what interpersonal growth is and it doesn't intimidate me anymore. I just know I'm going to cry a lot. And so when you're living in your purpose, you have that continual shedding growth and ascension, um, but it is easier to get through because there's a reason for it. Um, and you are expressing your light work in the way that is proper for you. And you're not doing it because somebody else is telling you to do it that way. You might be a light worker 
who is, it's about how you are in the world. It's about the joy that you bring. Maybe it's about being forward. Maybe it's about how you teach just by interacting with people. And so it's about how you interact with people, um, not who you interact with or how frequently or at doing it at work or a specific kind of work. I mean, you could be doing your light work um, by being a stay-at-home parent and then interacting with your children and your family and the everyday things that a family does and just the way that you are is your light work. <coughs> and it could be in relationships or in connections or in community or it could be in your job or your career and it could be the way that you treat the earth and the planet and the creatures and your light work could be more about um, the actual earth and planet and creature than about humans because raising the vibration of earth planet and creature raises the vibration of everything and so when you're living in your purpose you're doing it in the way that is right for you um, and it doesn't always have to be for a specific audience or for a monetary amount. And when you're living in your purpose, you are raising the vibration of the earth and humanity. You are aware of your skills and confident in your abilities. No one and nothing is stopping you from your specific light work. And if there's a block, those are just problems to be solved and the universe is on your side so you know that you can overcome them and they are just going to move out of the way as easily with a wave of your hand um, and if they don't it's because that's a challenge that you are going through to ascend and then maybe again you change the way your light work is expressed in the world you guys this has been so much fun to talk with you today about light work. I love working with people who are discovering their light workers because, you know, I don't know why I love it. I just do love it. I love awakening. I love spirituality. I love helping people solve the problems that happen in that stage one where the shit hits the fan. Because of being a therapist and knowing a lot about that phase, I can help people through it. And I love helping people discover what their purpose is. Um, I don't talk about that a lot on this podcast, but I'm very, very good at helping people discover what they actually want in life and what their goals are um, and how to get to the things that they're passionate about and helping people discover what their passion is. It's so exciting to go through a, a conversation with someone where they are shedding what other people told them they were supposed to be and they're realizing what they like and what lights them up and you get to watch them light up as they're like realizing this really excites me and then I'm affirming to them it's okay that this excites you this has value there is a way for you to do this in the world and there is a way for you to serve the world with this, and this is valuable. And then they're like, oh my God, you think this is valuable? I thought it was trash, which is what sometimes people react with. I didn't know it was valuable. And then I can say, yes, this is needed. And if you want me to help you go get there, I will. I'll help you map out a plan to help you do this.
And it's so exciting to help other people bring their dreams into the world, but usually they only get to do that after they've worked through their gunk and their stuff and been kind of through their first um, ascension and awakening, which is why I love helping people through that because I know when they get through it, it is going to help them uh, be closer to serving the world and to for them to be happier. Because like I said at the very beginning, um, lightworkers are really into being authentic and sometimes they themselves have forced themselves to be inauthentic. And so when they discover that the dream and passion that they have um, is authentic to them and they're like, wow, that's authentic to me. That feels so right. I haven't felt this way in a long time or ever. And I'm allowed to go do this. The excitement that you can be your authentic self in the world and still be loved and still be valuable and um, be important to another person because then they get people who believe in what they're doing. And then they kind of get people who are like, I think you're amazing for following your dream and doing life your way. And then they're like, wow, I didn't know anybody could use me as a model for inspiration. I didn't know I was capable of that. And then it's like, yes, when you are your authentic self, you inspire other people to be their authentic selves. And so um, when they discover their passion or give themselves permission that their passion is worthy, they become more authentic. And that, again, raises their vibration. And I just love all of it. I love all of it. You guys are amazing. I hope you learned so much. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me at Soul Amplified on Instagram. I want all your questions and just all your comments. And what what did you think of this podcast episode? And um, what what did you learn about yourself, my dear? Go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.